Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's good, Tully Louise? Not much, just enjoying sunny LA. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, happy Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, whatever day you're listening, to be honest. Uh, welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. So, on tour in yeah. the US. Exactly. So, we said to you we had some really exciting guests coming up, and one of them is today. Yes. Her name is Jen Walker. So, we've known Jen for a couple of, oh, probably more than a couple of years, mm-hmm. a few years through a mutual friend. And we went to one of her parties. She throws parties. For a living. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, And we actually went to the Revolve Festival, which is one of her key events. Yes. So Jen has a full 360 degree marketing and PR agency called Walker and Drawers. And she actually tells us what the agency does because in Australia, we don't actually have anything really like it. No. And in Australia, we talk about this on the podcast, is the pocket of celebrities and brands, money reach is very low. And so when you come to Los Angeles, it's obviously Hollywood and there are so many opportunities here to, you know, throw these parties or just take off, you know, let a brand take off on another level that it probably wouldn't if it was anywhere else. Like she was just dropping celebrities like Cardi Cardi. she worked with and I'm just like oh like to us like Kim Kardashian. Yeah it's a different world. It is a different world so we were so so excited to have Jen on and she actually blew us away. We already knew she was a really cool chick but you know she's running this business she's a single mom she's starting to get into real estate you know buying properties and stuff she's a real powerhouse and as female founders of, you know, a few companies, we were so in awe by her. She was so inspiring yeah. and I love chatting with her. Yeah, I agree. I um, I learned a lot from her and I, I just look at business a different way from sitting down with her mm. and how to grow businesses and just thinking outside of the box. Exactly. Well, I think we should get straight into it though. Speaking, can I just reverse back yep. a little bit? Beep, 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 beep. Um, she does talk about Kimmy K and I won't give away what she says, but you got it very excited. About yeah, it. I got really excited and I was really, really stoked about that because I love Kimmy K. But guys, I hope you love this episode. It's a really great one. If you want some really great business advice or just hear a really inspiring story, yep. she is your girl. And I think we should just go straight into it. Let's do it. Have a beautiful day. Jen, welcome to Curious Conversations. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good. We're so excited to have you. We've been in contact with you for like many years and yes. we're really excited to have you on. So thank you. Yes. And it's so good to see you guys in person uh, after such a long time. And I'm just excited to have you here in my home. Yeah. I've got a few more wrinkles. You've got a child now. (laughs) Uh, I do. (laughs) I do. I have a two-year-old. Well, he's almost two. So that was uh, 
an uh, interesting adventure. It is. Because <laughs> before we get into life and, you know, being a mom and working and stuff, I want you to just give us a little rundown of what you do because okay. your lifestyle now would be a little bit different or similar to mm-hmm. before your little boy. So what oh, do you yeah. do? Okay, so I am co-owner, co-founder of Walker Droes. Uh, we are a PR and brand marketing agency based here in LA, although we do have a team on the East Coast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're in LA and because there's two of us, both with different areas of expertise, um, you know, we focus mainly on fashion brands, beauty brands. Wellness has been mm-hmm. a huge category that's just exploded for us in the last two years for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, as well as some spirit brands and some hospitality as well. But, um, you know, my business partner, his area of expertise is in celebrity, VIP relations, endorsement deals, appearances, et cetera. I come from a background in uh, from New York where I was, you know, very heavily focused on press, media, consumer-facing initiatives. So together, we kind of join forces and we work with some of the biggest brands in the world, including Revolve, Boohoo, Luxottica, uh, Fila, Puma, you name it. Wow. <laughs> we got it. it. Yeah. Wow. Um, and a lot of our strategies are really heavily focused on entertainment, events, and celebrity, um, hence being based in L.A. I was going to yeah. say it's the only place in the world that you could really yeah. do that full, yeah. full spectrum. It makes sense. So where were you before you started the company? So I was in New York for 11 years. Yep. I started my career uh, in-house at a British brand called Ben Sherman. Yep. Yep. Uh, from there, I went to a boutique agency and then quickly moved over to a larger agency called The Force, where I was working on a lot of New York fashion weeks. I was mm-hmm. doing that PR girl grind. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing, but you know, I'm sure it was hard work. You know, the devil wears Prada, running in heels yeah. vibe. Um, but, and I was working for brands like H&M and a lot of women's contemporary designers. Um, and then in 2009, I was recruited to launch All Saints here in the Oh, US. wow. Yeah. yeah. And All Saints at the time was huge in the UK, yeah. obviously, because mm. that's its heritage um, and growing rapidly in uh, throughout Europe and had a really aggressive US uh, rollout strategy yeah. to launch. Yeah. Nobody in the US knew what All Saints was at the time. And by the way, there was no... Instagram, really. I mean, it yeah, was, had just started boiling up. So things yeah. were much, much different uh, back then in the marketing space. Mm-hmm. I um, I was recruited. I was the second U.S. employee behind the North American CEO. And we didn't have an office. I didn't have a team. I barely saw him. And I really just had this amazing brand with amazing product to grow from the mm-hmm. ground up. But I knew that Robertson Boulevard here in L.A. was going to be the first store. Yeah. Yep. And at that time, celebrities were still walking down the street. They were getting paparazzis. Mm-hmm. They were shopping by themselves. And Robertson was the place to the be. place to be. So I knew that not having any of the traditional tools that I needed in New York, that I was going to heavily rely on that store to gain awareness here in the U.S., mm. but I couldn't be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. So a mutual friend introduced me to my business partner, Adam, who, uh, you know, grew his career in, in London and then moved to L.A. and started his own agency. Um, 
again, heavily based in celebrity. Mm. So we were introduced and I ended up hiring him on retainer as my agency on record for celebrity in oh, wow. LA. Yeah, so yeah. I was his boss back then. <laughs> hey. Okay, let's get that, <laughs> let's get that straight. Um, but together we joined forces and we really, we worked so well together and, you know, combining what he did and what I did, we were really able to create these really large programs um, that really launched that brand here and made it such a huge success for the U.S. Um, And a lot of what we focused on was talent, music, um, you know, entertainers and content because Instagram was starting to pop up. So we were really trying to drive as much content as we possibly could. So then I moved out here um, to work with Quicksilver, Roxy in D.C. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, at that point I was just really burnt out and I, you know, New York for me, I always said that I would leave once I wasn't excited to come home because Mm -hmm. with all saints, I was really like on tour. Like we were, you know, we were on tour with, on, with rock stars and doing events and at Grammy week. And we were just all over the place launching stores. So at that point when I was coming home and I just wasn't feeling that New York excitement that I always did before, this was after 11 years of being there. I was like, okay, it's time to like make some moves. And um, so I decided to move to LA. And I I mean, when I slowed it down, I really slowed it down. Yeah. Because Quicksilver was, you know, it's a surf brand. Yeah. It's, it's they roll in at 10. The they leave at four. They're chasing the waves. Yeah. <laughs> That's the priority. So uh, for me, you know, I it was a nice breather. But what we found was... A lot of the French brands that were coming into the U.S. after All Saints, Sandro, Maj, mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. there was this whole wave that was coming in and they were really looking at All Saints as a case study mm-hmm. yep. and they found us. So, and they didn't want just Adam and they didn't want just me. They wanted the two of us together. Wow. So he approached me and said, listen, like I'm, I have this demand with these clients that want to work with both of us. Like, would you consult mm. for me? Um, because I don't know how to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. And one brand quickly turned into 10 brands. And at, at that point, we just decided to rebrand his agency as Walker Droas. And then that was it after that. So that was about, oh my gosh, I think we're on our eighth anniversary. Oh, this wow. Year already. Uh, Shit, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think seven on record, but eight, you know, if you, oh, of course, yeah, put yeah, the yeah. consulting year in there yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah, so then we we ended up, you know, really getting married and yeah, <laughs> seriously, yeah, and took it from there. So yeah, so we're we're really proud of what of what we've grown, and it's um, it's certainly been uh, a very fun ride. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. That's how yeah. we describe it to a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's, there's ups, there's downs, there's laughter, there's tears. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very you true. Know. What's been one of the hardest? challenges to overcome in the eight years? Oh, man, there have been so many. Um, You know, I think I think for us, there was a little bit of a power struggle between the two of us in the beginning because he I was his client. Yeah. And then it was his agency. And then I was coming in as a partner in his agency of so much of the infrastructure he had already built. Yep. Um, You know, but we we really worked hard and where we are right now is so amazing. And we're just very supportive of each other and we're very different and mm-hmm. we work very differently and our teams are very different, but you know, it's, we've, we've come a very long way in, um, 
you know, getting into a groove. So that was a challenge. Um, the other challenge was, you know, going from employee to business owner. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't know the first thing about finance and running a business. Fake it, seriously. Fake it till you make it, tell us Yeah. I mean, I literally had the worst imposters complex because I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, But, you know, so that's been a little bit of a learning curve. And listen, like our business is self-funded. So Mm, we, you know, that that's always a struggle is like, you know, what's the next step for the business? Mm -hmm. Should we be seeking investors? Should we be taking loans? Should we just hustle and try and get more, you know, clients in? And, um, but again, like, you know, somehow we've managed to, to build it, um, self-funded. So that's been, that's been amazing, but really a, a huge challenge. And then, you know, also I think for us, it's been, Obviously, the last two years have been extremely challenging, mm-hmm. both from a cultural perspective of everything that's been happening here in the U.S., yeah. um, at cancel culture and, and helping brands through that. So crisis mm-hmm. control has really become a huge part of our business, and um, that is always challenging. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, like, really just being figuring out how to pivot mm-hmm. and be able to move quickly with the brands that we work with because they move so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, luckily a lot of our brands were able to thrive in the pandemic because they're they're big global online retailers and they're able to meet demand very quickly. Mm-hmm. To your point, yeah. yeah. Before. Um, so they're able to, you know, really respond to the consumer and get them what they want quickly. Yeah. Um, but we have to be able to message that and we have to be able to still market for them. And at that time, it was very challenging to figure out how do we take these big brands that like to do big experiential Mm. in real life events and translate that to a screen Mm. uh, or some sort of program that's going to still engage the consumer. So it was, it was really, really challenging those, those couple of years. What's some examples of some ways that you did pivot in instead of the event space, how did you, what was some, did you do digital events? Like what was yeah, one example? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So the, the big one that we ended up doing was, um, was Shein together mm-hmm. and, you know, Shein over the last couple of years has really blown up, taken over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd like to say that I, I have something to do with it. Of course that. you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say <laughs> majority of the reason is you. Love me or hate me, <laughs> I have something to do with it. Um, so, so they, uh, they came to us right before, you know, we went into lockdown and they really wanted to do in-person events. And we were really pretty far advanced in developing a program for mm-hmm. them, you know, surrounding the festivals, uh, here on the West coast, Coachella stagecoach, um, and so forth. So when we went into lockdown, we very quickly, cause that was March mm, yeah, festivals happened in April. So we had very quickly had to turn things around and we ended up doing a virtual fundraiser for the United Nations mm-hmm. and their COVID uh, relief efforts. And, um, you know, we had no idea how to, and we produced it too. Oh, wow. So we had no idea how to produce like a TV show. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. And the interesting thing about Shein is that they have their app has live streaming capabilities on it. So it wasn't like a YouTube live stream or an IG live stream. It literally was on the Shein app. Oh, wow. And, um, and they, it's it, the capabilities has live stream shopping mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So we were able to do like a whole product um, 
capsule collection that people could buy. And then the proceeds went towards COVID-19 relief. And I mean, we had like performances with Katy Perry. Wow. Yeah, she was our headliner. We had... um, Lil Nas X. We wow. had we had Doja Cat. We had Haley Bieber. We had Yara Shahidi. We had I mean we booked this crazy lineup. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. And we had over two million people tuning wow. in to watch Katy Perry globally. That's amazing. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, it was pretty. And we were like, oh, how did I just do that? <laughs> That's amazing because the turnaround of that is yeah. so like quick that's yeah. amazing do you and, do you ever think like your younger self would be like oh my god look at your life right yes. now and let me tell you this story yeah I remember when I was 16 and my dad and I laugh about this all the time but I was a little bit of a wild child <laughs> <laughs> and I had uh they I had like you know done what teenagers do and I threw a massive party at their house while mm-hmm. they were gone I busted out of boarding <laughs> school Yeah, I busted out of boarding school. (laughs) I knew that they were away. I threw this massive party at my house. I got the police came. I got I got kicked out of boarding school. It was a whole thing. But (laughs) a movie. (laughs) Yes. But my dad, I remember he was so angry with me. And he was like, Jennifer, like, I don't know what we're gonna do with you. Like, you realize that you can't make a living off of throwing parties, right? And I was like, watch me dad just gave me an idea and like we joke about it all the time because here we are yeah you know the big events are are probably more than half of our business right now because i was gonna say has have has your party lifestyle quietened down 100 well i had a baby yeah so 100 percent yeah um you know i we we also have this saying that it's it's PR, not ER. Yeah. Yes. So it should be fun. We're yeah. doing fun events. We're working with tons of amazing talent, um, you know, and I think a lot of the reason why a lot of our clients like to work with us is because we don't, you know, obviously it's we take fun. it seriously, mm-hmm. but we're, we're very light on our feet yeah. about it because, I mean, if you can't find the joy in what you do, like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Um, so I like, listen, I had a ball at Coachella this year, (laughs) Revolve came back, I went to the festival weekend too, I lived my life, but then I came home to my baby and and then I've been like hibernating. Yeah. (laughs) Mom mode. It takes longer to recover now. It does. It took longer (laughs) to recover and, you know, it's like, you know, I'm a single mom too. Yeah. So it's hard to, uh physically be out as much as I used to yeah, be. Yeah, of for course. Sure. I have to say we've been to one of the Revolve festivals and we've seen you work and you are like working that festival. Oh, yeah. Well, that Revolve festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people back at home, this is so funny, this is just a story, a lot of people back home, and we were kind of like that before we went to Coachella, actually think the Revolve festival is Coachella. Yes. So to create something like that, I have to say it's very clever. Yeah. And listen, like, the brand marketing team at Revolve. Yeah. I mean, Raisa is, yeah. I don't know if you ever met. I follow her on Instagram. She yeah. is, you know, just a mad genius. Yeah. And, um, you know, her her creativity and just knowing what the people want. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just knows what the people want. Yeah. Um, but it, yes, we've been with Revolve for almost eight years now. Crazy. We did the first Revolve Festival. We've been with it since it, you know, has grown into the beautiful monster that it is now. Um, but 
uh, I think that it it's really been um, it's really been interesting because I've been doing events at Coachella for years and years and years mm-hmm. in all different formats. I used mm-hmm. to do Jeremy Scott, which was a oh, Saturday wow. night event. Yeah. Um, a nighttime event. I've done like Zoasis with Rachel mm-hmm. Zoe a couple years in a row. And that's just a very like civilized brunch on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, yep. which is a very different vibe from Revolve Festival. But, um, you know, I think to be able to have the longevity that it mm. has, the performers like this year, Post Malone, Looked amazing. Jack Harlow. I mean, these are Coachella headlining yeah. Yeah. talent. Yeah. Um, who who want to perform? I mean, the year that Cardi came out and surprised that well, we were, we were there, one, yes, because right? I'm obsessed with Cardi B. Oh obsessed. yeah, obsessed. We you know we had been working on getting her there. We and like nobody, the client didn't even revolve. No even way, know. they didn't even know. So that was your secret. Yeah, that was wow. our little secret. How did you keep that? I, it was very hard, but Adam and I were literally like scheming the whole weekend. Oh to make my that gosh, so, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, like I feel like Australians think that Revolve is Coachella. Yeah. So it's very clever. It is. And I, you know, that reach, there's, it's one thing to be there in person, but that, and then this year was obviously like a crazy, crazy, overwhelming demand for it. Um, But uh, that type of reach, that's, that's the genius of Revolve and the, the saturation of your feed. Yeah. And the content that comes out of that. And like, if people knew what happens behind the scenes with the war room, with the content, like, it's wow. it's wild. I mean, it's like a movie set. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> you just got people in there just pumping out content. But, um, yeah, it's wild. It's it's really wild. But it's a, it's definitely, um, you know, and I've also seen brands trying to copy. Co- copy. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to be able to, I got to say. Yeah. I was just going to say to you, do you have other brands coming to you being like, I want to do this? And yes. you're like, well, we can't. Yeah. Yes. So yes. how do you create brand new strategies for mm. brands? Good question. Well, we always say, so yes. So the Revolve Effect, 100%, yeah. um, you know, and we always push our clients, um, you know, to be different mm. and to move the needle, you know, on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but similar to what I was saying before about the French brands coming in and looking at All Saints and really yeah. wanting the mm-hmm. same formula because they know it works. True. I think a lot of brands are hard, are scared to try new things when mm-hmm. they know that something works. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, for us, we always just, it's, it's all about like honing in on what the goals are mm-hmm. because a lot of the time our clients don't really know what the goal is. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they want, I want that. Like yeah. that was a huge success for that brand and I want that. But then you have to ask the question, like, why? Mm. Why do you want that? Because do you want to grow your social followers? Do you want, you know, do you want more sales? Do you want press impressions? Do you want the elevation with the talent that's involved? Or do you want to make this an annual thing or mm. just want to do a one-off thing? Like, are you trying to grow a marketing platform? I mean, these are all the questions that you have to ask them mm. because, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about like big budgets, yeah, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of manpower, and for a lot of brands, it's going to eat up a lot of your yearly marketing, yeah, bandwidth yep. and budget mm-hmm. to do these large scale events. So, really have to hone in on the goals. And usually, once we hone in on the goals, things start to move a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. each brand has different wants and needs and are stronger in different areas. So, like. The thing that works for this brand isn't necessarily going to work for the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That blows my mind coming, obviously, Sarah and I have 
multiple businesses, that blows my mind that brand that brands don't say to you sales. Like I would just think from a business point of view, I would want to make money. Um yes, I mean sales are ultimately yeah. the end goal. The end goal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've it, it's it's interesting because like the brand awareness goal kind of goes in waves in yeah. my career where like it's all about brand awareness. And then people are like, brand, what is brand yeah. awareness? Yeah. Like you can't yeah. quantify it, yeah. right? So you can't like, and you really, and it, it's getting better now with influencers and TikTok mm-hmm. and metrics and all the digital metrics because now they can really like see the hard data mm-hmm. behind everything. But like back in the day, it was just like brands that were just like doing brand awareness, yeah. About, yeah. you know? Um, so, but yes, I think sales ultimately, of course, are the, are the end goal, but from, if you're looking at, you know, um, results from one specific initiative, Mm -hmm. we always try to apply, uh, we always try to apply goals that, you know, are, that we can provide to them. So whether that's press impressions or whether that's like a longer term partnership with a talent or, um, you know, reputation mm-hmm. or, you know, elevation or whatever it may be. Like those are kind of, kind of the things that we, we try and push our brands towards yeah. because everybody wants to do, you know, the tent poles. They want to do those big cultural moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fashion weeks. We have brands, we have a couple of clients at can yeah. right now, uh, Met Gala, Coachella, oh, yeah, course, like yeah. those are all like the key, but like, you know, they're not all appropriate for the, for, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. So, yeah. Where do you see the, the digital space has obviously changed so mm. much the last, like, in particular two years? You've got TikTok now. There's, like, gamers. Where do you see marketing within the digital space? Do you see anything new coming through or seeing something working with, like, TikTokers and stuff like that? You know, it's interesting. I, I TikTok is, um, you know, we have a, a – bunch of brands that are really doing great with TikTok. Mm -hmm. What I kind of want to see more from TikTok is like how brands are going to integrate it into events. Yes. Which I haven't seen yet. And I have a lot of clients that talk about it, Mm -hmm. but it never actually happens. And I'm wondering why that is, Mm -hmm. you know, like the photo moments are very much still for Instagram. Mm. And having ways for user-generated content are always a key touch point Mm -hmm. at any event, but not specifically for TikTok. You're right. I think that's kind of an interesting evolution that we're going to see as in real life events come keep coming out and as some of these brands that have bubbled up in the pandemic without real life events have gotten stronger on TikTok and have kind of learned how to use it now and then we also have some some new clients or new brands that have emerged that have just only been marketing on TikTok and they're just like crushing it yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do in real life and getting off the digital platforms yeah. and see if that's beneficial to them. It might yeah. not be. I don't yeah. know, you know. Yeah. Have you dabbled in metaverse events yet? You know, I've had some clients do metaverse events. Yeah. From my standpoint, from the media side, the press is having a hard time grasping it. Yeah. It's still very it's, confusing. Because the consumers have a hard time grasping yeah. it. Right. So there's like, yes. And so it's, there's been some big name talent involved. Mm-hmm. We've done some fashion shows. Um, but, you know, but the press right now doesn't love it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I am not, like, enthusiastic about metaverse. I, we're not either, yeah. really. Yeah. I still find it very weird. 
I, I, I honestly, I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know how the consumer is mm. like, I get why people want to use it yeah. and like buy real estate and kind of like, you know, yeah. be in it. But I just don't really know, like if people are going to be shopping in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. topic. People always come to us. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about it. Like, I still have doubts about the whole thing, and it Digital. just seems so far out of my world. Yeah, it's yeah, but I don't think it's going anywhere. No, I don't think so. I either. just don't know if there's going to be a, a a great divide. There'll be a first. Yeah. Someone, yeah, someone, someone will crack the yeah. code, and it will yeah. be. Yeah, we'll see. It's 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 true. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. (laughs) Right now, we have a lot of brands that are really focused on sustainability and trying Mm -hmm. to change their their model, specifically the fast fashion Mm -hmm. brands. So those are big initiatives that we're going to see this year. Um, You know, and I don't know if, you know, the metaverse is compliant with that. Yeah. You know, because it is a digital very yeah. energy heavy True. energy yeah. heavy yeah. platform yeah yeah, right. yeah. so it, you know it's a lot of contradiction going mm. on and and i think the sustainability factor is a is a main priority for a lot of brands right yeah. now which yeah. is good i was going to ask that before when you were talking about the giving back and the online event you did for mm-hmm. sheen what do you think other things like that are that consumers want from brands um, sustainability yeah, is yeah. a huge, yeah. is a huge one, especially for a brand like Shein, which yeah. is, you know, it's, fast. it's, it's a, the fast brands, obviously their business model is not, mm-hmm. um, sustainable yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Um, but you know, there are brands making strides there and I think we will see a lot of that coming. Is it a lot to do with transparency with how they operate? There's a couple, there's a couple what I call hot topics for yeah. fast fashion brands. And one is transparency within the supply chain yeah. um, and labor issues mm-hmm. that go along with that. Two is materials, yeah. packaging, and what the product is actually made of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three is diversity yeah. um, and inclusion. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I think a lot that we've seen a huge yeah. demand for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, especially both in size and in racial diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think that was all of them. In Australia, and we're a part of it too, there's a big movement of giving back with every sale. Mm. So I don't know if that's something that has hit the American market yet, but like a lot of Australian consumers expect the brands to do something for charities. Yeah, I don't think there's an expectation. Yeah. But I do think that we are seeing a lot of brands that are kind of defining their pillars yeah. that they stand for and making that a consistent part of their marketing a value efforts. of the brand. Right. Yeah. So, and I, and that's also something that we work with our clients on is really figuring out like, well, what does your brand stand for? Who's, mm-hmm. who's your customer? Yeah. Is it women? Do we want to focus on women's issues? Um, do we want to focus on LGBTQ? Yeah. Plus issues. Do we want to focus on diversity issues? Do we want to focus on sustainable? Like, what are the core values of the brand, and how do we um, include those uh, topics into our communication, mm-hmm. into our messaging, and into our marketing efforts? Yeah. So you know, I think um, 
I don't think there's a demand for it, but yeah. I think there's definitely an awareness specifically coming off of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2020 and 2021 that there, there definitely needs to be some relief efforts in place. Are there any brands that you know of now that are doing it really well? You know, so I worked with Fashion Nova with Cardi B mm-hmm. when yeah. they did the million dollar giveaway. Did you see this? No. Okay. This was an idea of Richard, who's the CEO of Fashion Nova. And, um, you know, we had worked on the Cardi B collaboration. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I thought it was really, a, a really amazing idea, really different. And I can't believe they actually pulled it off either, but we, we did. But, um, so he came up with this idea where this was also in the thick of Mm COVID-19 where he was, he didn't want to give any money to, to organizations because he didn't fully, um, you know, he didn't fully know where his money was going. That's fair. That makes sense. So he really wanted to give it back to the people and the people that really needed it. Mm -hmm. I like that concept already. Right. Yeah. And so did I. So, um, you know, we teamed up with Cardi and she basically announced it on her Instagram with a video that um, every day, what was it? It was, they were going to be giving away $1,000 every hour Oh wow! to families that needed it. And people just had to submit a video. Like they had to like fill yeah. out a registration form, submit a video of why they needed mm-hmm. it. And then they picked you know, a person, wow. you know, for this a thousand dollars up to a million dollars. Yes. And I think it was like 49 days or something that they did it for something like that. Whatever the math is. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not math. Math. Not my head. <laughs> um, no, so, so, and it was, I mean, it was just, it was so moving mm. to see the response from the people that received it. Um, I thought it was just amazing. Like they were just like cutting checks for a thousand dollars. Like, here you go. Here's a thousand dollars. And like that literally could change someone's mm. entire month of yeah. bills that they need to pay. And Cardi was amazing and supported it. And it got tons of press, obviously it got mm-hmm. tons of social engagement. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was genius. Yeah. You know? And I, that's a really different way to give back. Yeah. Um, that I had never seen before. Um, so I I want to see more of that. Yeah, I'd like that. to see more of that on TikTok. Yes, you know, how yeah. viral TikTok is. Yeah. So I think like like that would be really interesting, and I'd love to see. I would really love to see what brands and how they're going to react to the Roe v. Wade situation here in the U.S. What's mm-hmm. that? So, not to get too political. Yeah, no, no, no. We like <laughs> not to get too political. Is but that the Senate the, move? The abortion. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. So basically, the Supreme Court is probably going to overturn Roe yeah. v. Wade, which is the judgment that um, was made over fifty years ago to make abortion a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. And not only is it an abortion issue, but it also is going to affect a lot of healthcare issues, privacy mm-hmm. laws, um, gay marriage, gay healthcare, um, LGBTQ, trans. It's going to reverse a lot because it, it falls under the liberty clause yep. um, in the Constitution. So it's there's going to be an unraveling, and it's going to be really interesting to see if brands stand up for this and how they do. Yeah, yeah. because it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, I've seen a lot of American individuals posting about it, and that's how mm-hmm. I came to know about it. So it will be interesting yeah, to see. Be. It blows my mind that it's even a oh. In 2020, yeah. Look. It's a, it's a, 
it's a topic that we could sit here and talk yeah. about for hours yeah, and hours and hours. But, um, you know, I, that's why I don't know. I, I have a lot of clients that are really, um, heavy, heavily focused on women's issues. And yeah. this is a women's issue. Yeah. However, it's a very controversial one. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go to work-life balance because obviously yes. you're a mom now. Oh. You're, like you're living <laughs> this. Like if people are listening back in Australia, they'd be like, "Oh my god, she's working with Cardi B." Like, like you know, we don't have the celebrity pool that you guys yeah, have yeah, now, yeah. or the brand pool. Yeah. yeah. So your life sounds so fast-paced, so busy. How do you do work-life balance with a baby and being single a mom? mom? Like that's amazing to me. Uh, you know, when they say it takes a village, it takes a village. Yeah, yeah. I literally, um, I literally. When, he, when I found out I was pregnant, I started, like, putting my village, building my village. Yeah. And I'm a single mom, um, and my, my family doesn't live here, mm-hmm. nor could they travel here during the pandemic oh, yes, when I first had the baby. Uh, so I had to really double down on mm-hmm. my friends and obviously on childcare. Mm-hmm. And um, so when he was first born, uh, that's kind of how I rolled. And now, you know, and I was able to be home a lot, mm-hmm. which was nice. I was still where I took two weeks off of work. <laughs> two weeks. That's it. Wow. You're a powerhouse. That, yeah. That's like, it. Honestly. You know, it was a couple of things because we were in the middle of uh, the, the summer too. of uh, George, George Floyd's yeah. murder. And there was a lot, a lot, lot going on mm-hmm. that summer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I am just one of these people that like, I loved taking the time off and being with my baby, but I also like really wanted to use my adult brain. Yeah. Yeah. And since my name's on the door, I, I just, yeah, I just, I wanted to work. Yeah. It was weird. So, um, I jumped back in and, you know, now I, it, it's, I will say there, there have been a lot of challenges for me time mm-hmm. and you have to work really hard at that. Yeah. So luckily my business partner is very, very good at, you know, being aware of his me time. So he's very aware of my me time. And so we're, we're able to give each other that when we need it. The hardest part for me has been working out. Honestly. Yeah. That's literally been the hardest yeah. thing. And I, you know, cause you love working out. I yeah. used to train, I used to work out like seven times a week, sometimes yeah. like twice a day. Was it with Ashley? Ashley Borden, yeah, 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 yeah. who I loved, who I haven't seen in forever because yeah. of the pandemic. Um, but I used to train with her twice a week and then I'd go to, you know, spinning mm-hmm. twice a week and then I'd go to yoga once a week and sometimes I go twice, you know, to yeah. do training and spinning in one day. Like yeah. I just, I loved it so much. And then, um, now it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. when am I, when am I finding the time yeah. to do it? It's, it's extremely challenging. So that's been the hardest thing for me, but, um, the me time part of it is really just like, you know, asking for favors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I got to like suck it up. Sometimes I just got to like suck it up and mm-hmm. ask a friend to step in for me. And they do. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, but I'm like not a person that likes to ask mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's challenging. But um, I just have to find the time. The other key to it is just being super organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my day is a lot of routine because the baby needs routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you know, I kind of like my day is very scheduled and I know <laughs> where I'm going to be, when I'm yeah, going to be. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how everything kind of continues to run, run smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have a second business that I just am launching oh, with, wow. with real estate. So I'm like, 
So you haven't slowed down at all. I have not slowed down. I have not. I have not. And actually this year with the business, it's like insane now that everything's coming back. Everything's coming back. And and the other interesting thing is that, you know, people like woke up during the pandemic and like quit their jobs or were released from their jobs Mm -hmm. and now don't want to go back. Yep. And so we have a lot of brands that used to have big internal teams that no longer have teams. And now they have to market and so they're just hiring agencies yes so i great for you guys it's yeah, great for yeah. us and we've seen a, a ton of new business coming in but it's really interesting to see how culture has shifted because mm. people like literally you know are having either started their own businesses mm-hmm. or they're just realized they weren't happy or whatever it may be and they've moved on um so with the events and all this new business coming in walker dros is crazy and then you know I, i'm doing like a short-term rental mm-hmm. property business and the baby. But the most important thing is being able to spend time with him. Yeah. yeah. Especially now in these years between one and three or three mm-hmm. or four, because you never get those back. Yeah. yeah. So I just like, I really like the mornings are with him. The evenings are with him and my weekends are with him. And I just like really just dedicate that time. Yeah. yeah. So you've got some boundaries now. Traditionally, you might've worked on weekends, but now I it's like. I might've worked. Yeah. I might've partied. Yeah. I might've been hungover. Yeah. Like being hungover with a baby is just. Oh like my that. gosh. I could not think of anything worse. <laughs> it's all about day drinking. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Start early, drinking. finish yeah. early. Full night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I As I said, here with wine. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's fine. Um, I want to just ask, so how many staff members do you have? So in LA, we have, I think we have 15 in LA now. Wow. And then we have four on the East Coast. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you do any um, overseas events or initiatives? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Do you find it that a little bit harder because you, you're not so aware of the market and how things are consumed? No, because usually what we do overseas mm-hmm. is with a, a bigger name talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's easier. Always the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's different per whoever the talent is, but mm-hmm. we know that the U.S. or we structure it from a strategy perspective yeah. that the U.S. is going to, it's going to resonate in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our clients, even if they're doing a local event, they want to generate press in the yeah. either globally yeah. or in the US. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, for example, many years ago, we did a London Fashion Week event um, with a British designer, and, you know, Kate Bosworth was the front row oh, star. Wow. So, we, you know, we like brought her over, did the press with her, did her interviews with her there. And then, but that ended up generating press for him in the US. Yeah. Yeah. So, a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know, we've done Milan Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to have several Australian brands. So, you know. Mm. Go Australians. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to ask before, and I've just forgotten what I was going to ask. You go, Sarah? No, I was just going to say, like, I really, I really do forgot. admire you and you're a powerhouse. And the Thank same with you. our friend, Jen Proctor, that who is, oh. is just. No, you're both amazing. I. The sanity and what you do for work and the global reach of your work just blows my mind and yeah. I admire both of you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. She Did she tell you about our mommy time nights? No. Oh, oh she said <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she did. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. So I, like, was resisting the mommy group thing yep. for so long 
And it was like, I got away with it because yeah. of COVID and like oh, yeah, you couldn't yeah. really do in-person yeah. mommy groups. But I was like, oh, I don't know, like. They're not my people, know. you know. They're not my people. <laughs> and like Jen's my people. So yeah. like, but like she had her second baby right after. So yeah. like she was, a, you know, we didn't see each other for a while. Um, but then all of a sudden, like as things were opening up, I was like, man, I really need mom friends. Yeah. Because, you know, my friends are great, but yeah. like it, you, you need you need mom friends. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do a mommy group, but I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. I and love see these. if it sticks. Yeah. So there's a place on Abakini called Den Mother, which is kind of like a spa, but they have a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I love there's a common theme in your life. Like you're going to throw parties, like even in the retirement yeah, exactly, village. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm in like a virtual parenting class and I have like a group of friends that yeah. have had babies, but we never get to see each other. And so I was like, they offered to give us the space. There's like a sauna, a cold plunge, a fire pit, and a bar. And a bar. And I'll like, tell you what. Done. Done. Let's do this. Yeah. So I rounded up a bunch of women and it's turned into a monthly thing. And we call it mommy time. And so we go and we get like little mini massages. We sit in a sauna. We drink wine. It's really fun. But that's how I get to see Jen. I love that. <laughs> and that, feel like, that feels like a friendship cup, which yeah. is great. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, like the, to to the question before, I mean, that's like carving out time, even though you're still kind of like doing mommy stuff, it's mm. like so hugely beneficial to just like feel mm. community. Yeah, yes. of course. You know? Yeah. yeah. And like, even if you're still talking about diapers or nannies or whatever. You can maybe, all relate to the same thing. You can thing. all relate to it. Yeah. yeah. And they all like love just like sitting around and talking shit yeah. and drinking wine and like having at least two or three hours just have a girl talk. Yeah. You know? really nice. I feel like we would do that. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. 100%. I've (laughs) thought of my question before. Uh, Who would be your favorite celebrity that you've worked with? Uh, Kim Kardashian by far. Really? I love Kim Kardashian. You did a recent Revolve thing with Kim. We've done two recently and then we've did two prior like in 2016 with Mm -hmm. her. I love that you said that because I really like Kim and I think a lot of people recently though, I feel like a lot of people have been like, oh yeah, Kim, but she has a bad rap. I I, I respect I her. her. The whole yeah. legal lawyer, her fight for human yeah. justice. Love She's her. just, from, from my perspective mm. and like, I mean, my my favorite celebrity right now that I'm a fan of is yeah, Harry Styles. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm obsessed. Yeah. But I've never worked with Harry. I will one day. Yeah. <laughs> I will get you, Harry. Um, but... That I've worked with, and I've worked with a lot mm-hmm, of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim is always so sweet, I love so that, gracious, yeah. so appreciative mm-hmm. of you know the work working with her and making things easy for her. And she is on time, and she comes, and she is all business. I love that, and she does her job, and she hits you know yeah. everything she's supposed to do. Yep. She does everything in real time, like all of her social, and then she's. Done. 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 Yeah. I love like, that. No chasing up. No yeah. drama. No, yeah. No drama. Easy, sweet, professional. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, these are jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when when we get talent that's difficult or fussy or complicated, it, it you know, it makes our lives of course. Much, much harder. She's just a dream. That makes me happy because I do have respect for Kim. Can you say who's been the biggest nightmare or you can't? I, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the people that you would expect 
I don't know. I don't know who I would expect. Oh, there's a lot of them. I don't want to say. Yeah, no, nice. In case you have to work with them in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, like, don't, don't say, don't say. Cows <laughs> with but then, no, you'd be surprised. Yeah, really. You'd be surprised. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy about Kim because I like Kim. Mm. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, you know, and then there are also those that are like super. They are super sweet, but mm. their teams are. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, but yeah, they're sweet because they can be. I hope that the last two years of change those people though because we are fu- kind of feel like that we all came down mm. to some kind of equal human playing level yeah, in some I feel way. Yeah, no. No? no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just me. No, no, no. no, no yeah. No. Okay. Where do you see your business going in the next like three years? Do you guys have any like big goals? Uh, oh my God, we have so many. Mm. We, yeah. you know, we we dream big. Um, Harry. Oh yeah, Harry's one. <laughs> I'm coming for <laughs> you. Um, no, we right before we went into lockdown, we were. I was in New York in March, in early March of 2020, mm-hmm. looking for a New York office. Mm. Uh, so that got shut down, mm-hmm. obviously, and so we've just been building the team you know, work from mm-hmm. home yep. there. And so now I'm kind of back on this like 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like the beginning of the expansion. Yeah. I think, you know, we, um, my business partner has his eyes on Asia and, yep. you know, um, I think for me also it's categories. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had some spirit brands, uh, last year. I'd really like to get more spirit brands on board. I just think it's a category that like, it's always. I want all my brands to get married. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yep. So it's just, um, you know, having having a roster, yeah. a healthy roster of all the categories really helps you do, you know, brands mm. collaborate yeah. together. What about in the health and wellness space? You mentioned that before that it's gotten quite big. Mm. Are you talking like activewear? Are you talking about cannabis? Because it's obviously legal here. Both. I mean, so we started working with Halle Berry mm-hmm. and her uh, wellness platform, Respin. Okay. Um, and that has had, she's done product collaborations with, um, Sweaty Betty mm-hmm. and a bunch of other Flow Water and a bunch of other, um, brands in the last couple of years. So yeah. that's been really exciting to work on. And Hallie is just. She seems lovely. An angel. Yeah. Um, beautiful inside and out. But, um, so, so even just like, like I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to her do an interview and she like was talking about what wine she drinks and then all of a sudden I'm You're a subscriber. Ah! I'm like, oh, she got me. Yeah. She got Influence. Me. I know, I know. She got me with the yeah. like, sugar-free wine. Um, so that's been really exciting to work on. And then we do Barker Wellness, which is Travis Barker's CBD. Oh, he'd be having a moment mm. at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that brand is expanding like crazy mm-hmm. and adding all sorts of different products. Um, so that's been really exciting to work on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and then this new brand that we just started working with, I'm so, it's like, I'm so excited about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I don't know how long you guys are here in LA, but mm-hmm. you should definitely go check out the club. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called Remedy Place. Okay. It's uh, the world's first social wellness club. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like a Soho house yep. model. Um, except you do not have to be a member to go. You wow. can go and just use the services if you want. You do yeah. not have to have a monthly membership. Um, but it's basically um, 
tons of different holistic treatments. Oh my God, I would love these. Uh, so there's a hyperbaric chamber. Like you can yeah. go and sit on your laptop or meditate, whatever, you pick your poison. Um, in the hyperbaric chamber, they have ice baths, uh, infrared saunas, lymphatic drainage, IV drips. Oh my God, amazing. They have doctors on staff who do like blood panel analysis. Wow. Uh, chiropractors. I, you name breath work wow. classes, oh, stretching wow. classes. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. And then there's also a non-alcoholic bar. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled my eyes a little bit. No, yeah, okay, well, cool. but it's, <laughs> yeah. And then they have like a bunch of like new spotlighted um, wellness uh, brands and products that they feature throughout Amazing. every month. But people go and, like, sit and work and host meetings. Cool. I think we should do that. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's an amazing environment. And, I mean, people are just going crazy for it. They're opening in New York in September. Oh um, And then another one, you know, down the line, I think, over this way. And then global expansion from there. So where else is it located? Yeah. Uh, it's on Sunset in West Hollywood. Oh, it's so cool. close to us. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll have to go. Do you have to book in to go? Or you no, just rock I'll, up? I'll send a note. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah, you should go check it out. It's unbelievable. I'm, I would love that. So, so, And that's like kind of like a mix of like hospitality and and wellness. But yeah. um, Dr. Jonathan Leary is the founder and he's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like in Cannes right now doing ice baths on a yacht, like oh my <laughs> God. living it up, you know, so, um, giving everyone the experience, but yeah, it's, uh, it, I'm just so excited about that one. It's going to be a really fun yeah. to work on. That sounds really cool. It's something that we need in Australia, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like a nice to have a place to go and not have it be something that's. The, I seem like there's a bit of a movement here and in Australia with people like taking a. Um, time away from drinking. So I think that would mm. be. I think it's also a good place to meet like-minded people yeah. and stuff like that as well. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't want to do the Soho house mm-hmm. thing and all that kind of stuff. I think that's cool. I can't yeah. wait to check it out. Yeah. 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 It's really beautiful. So yeah. we're really excited about that one too. Yeah. So, How good. And then we also just started working with Beekeepers Naturals as well, which okay. also a brand you should check out. Yeah. Um, which no bees are harmed. All the bees are, are protected. Um, but also like really moving away from uh prescription drugs and more into like holistic. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. So um they have some amazing allergy products right now. Oh, wow. They have um, you know, a lot of some, some honey-based stuff and yeah. but it's um yes, yeah, that one's really amazing yeah, too. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? No, but I just want to, I read an article on you today and it described you as the secret source to all these brands. It was a uh, Forbes magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I truly yeah. do believe that you're the secret source oh, to, yes. to all these big brands. That's so funny because I wrote this quote down and it's very similar. You guys are the Swiss army knife every brand needs. I mean. Seriously, I love I, that. I, <laughs> I think it's, you know, what Adam does and what I do, there aren't a lot of agencies yeah. out there that do mm. both. Yeah. Or do or do both well. Well, yeah. Yeah. So there's a ton of like traditional New York agencies that do media really mm-hmm. well, but they don't they don't really understand talent or mm-hmm. have an LA-based office, yeah. which is so important. And then on the flip side, there's tons of like red carpet, of course, you know, VIP agencies, but don't understand media mm-hmm. or don't even offer that service. Yeah. So yeah. for us, it's like. The more brands can connect the dots, because usually internally they don't, mm-hmm. or they try to and really struggle at it for whatever reason. But the more you can bridge the gap between all of your touch points, yeah. the more powerful your strategy is going to be. Yeah. 
Love that. Good advice for any brands who are listening. (laughs) Seriously. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Enjoy that. I know. Thank you. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.